You're listening to the Spondifers podcast. This one is What is an Artist? Alternative titles for this episode include Why Don't I Ever Know What Day It Is? or Why I Shower Once a Week. Also, the difference between Sky Blue and Periwinkle. That's not blue, that's blue. Ooh, man, that hurts my nose. What a snob. Enjoy the episode. What is an artist? Well, I think that there's a lot of stereotypes for what an artist is. Like that guy that doesn't ever know what day it is, or they wake up and they don't know what time it is, <laughs> or uh, they miss a lot of meetings, or, or they don't shower often. Um, and all of those are funny, and you can see those in movies and things. But I don't think that an artist is any one thing or person or trait. I I do my best job of like understanding what an artist is based on what art form you're doing. So if you're painting um, or making music or cooking, because yes, I think a chef could be an artist. Even though like the first definition that comes up, if you Google what is an artist, it's like someone that paints or something like that. Um, I think it's when these kinds of people give someone else the opportunity to feel something. They, they give them an experience. Um, or if you're a public speaker, right? I think that maybe you're an artist as a public speaker if you're able to capture someone's attention really well, maybe even persuade their beliefs um, or capture a large crowd's attention. You're just one man standing there. You've kind of turned public speaking into an art at that point. Um, and again, it, like if you're an, an athlete or a dancer or even a mathematician or scientist, you know, I think that art, being an artist turns into being the highest form of expert or maybe just another form of expert. You're a true professional. You have focused on what you do in a way where it's calculated and purposeful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of tools that people can use if there's art, if they're artists, like, you know, being comfortable. If you're an artist, I think that you're maybe more comfortable with the unknown. Um, I think if you're an artist, you are good at idea creation, right? I don't know that everybody's good at that. Yeah. So, but I don't know that it's, that it's any one thing. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I consider an artist, anybody who is able to basically communicate a message through a medium. And so the artist acts as a messenger and the medium is anything that that messenger uses to convey the message. Um, so for us musicians, for example, we can speak with our mouths like anybody else can, but I, with the chords and melodies that we choose, they all have tone and character. And so if I were to choose a minor chord rather than a major chord, it'd make you sad rather than happy. Or if I play a regular major triad, it wouldn't take you off guard and it would almost feel like an answer. But Whatever a triad is. Just three notes together. If, <laughs> but if I voice, same thing as a major chord pretty much. I'm but not it, a musician. If I, but if I voice that major triad differently, and, uh, or if I add a seventh or a ninth, then 
instead of being an answer, it turns into a question. And mm -hmm. so like the way we choose to use our medium of music, it directly influences the way that the people who are listening to it receive it. Um, I think for artists, the goal ultimately should be to use that medium to find truth, to find it, explain it, explore it, and to learn more about it. And when I say truth, I mean it in a lot of different forms. Um, it's truth. Yeah, like is, is that truth for you or truth tru for others? Truth is what resonates. You know, truth isn't just one plus two equals two, or <laughs> one plus one equals two. Um, truth is also the way that a three-minute song about somebody that you've never met, written by somebody that you've never met, can still find a way to bring you to tears. Uh, so I think an artist's duty is not just to see truth, but to riff off of it and to tell it in a new way. The way that, you know, like a painter would see blue and yellow and be able to combine it to make green. It's not changing what the truth of what blue and yellow fundamentally are, but it's being able to see the best in those two and use them to make something new. And so I think an artist ideally is someone who can communicate truth through their medium. Well, for, for that painter, like if they're painting with colors or even painting with anything, maybe they're painting with, with mud. Yeah. <laughs> There's a creative idea. What is art? What is it that they're creating? Art, you know, riffing off of my previous answer is the message that the artist is trying to portray. Uh, at least that's how I go about it. And so making the art is kind of like a journey um, an artist may know exactly what they want to say, or maybe not, but the way they want to say it and how to express that message is the journey that takes countless twists and turns during the entirety of its creation. It's almost like the artist um, is in a maze that's being created while the artist is trying to navigate the maze. And so sometimes you hit a dead, dead end and you have to backtrack other times like, maybe you find a cheat code and like a little fairy raises you above to let you see above the maze, but just enough right. to see the next turn. You can't actually see the end yet. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the path that you took to get there is eventually displayed for everyone to see. And I think, boy, would I love to see the entire maze laid out right? <laughs> as an artist trying to make something. That would be beautiful. I guess that's what would be called a genius. And I think we might've just discovered that I am a normal person. Not you you discovered that <laughs> <laughs> up here on my high horse just, right. <laughs> just like all right i'm stepping down i'm, step, I'm sorry it's, it's good we got that self-awareness going everything's good <laughs> you could you could keep going that's oh man well i mean the ultimate point was just that that maze and the path that you took to get through it eventually if you're able to get to the end is i think the thing that we call art and so you like you wound up with a story or something to say, um, and with care and time, eventually, hopefully, you have the right way to say it, because those two are equally important. Yeah, I mean, I don't think art. Also, I don't think art is just something. Mm -hmm. You know, I think art has to do with a relationship between two things, like you being the artist and someone else being an observer. So I think art is something that gives someone else an experience. Just by looking at it, maybe the art itself gives them an experience. Um, with painting, you look at a painting, you 
might get emotional. I'd say that's more true for, for music. Or maybe with a painting, art is an expression of a human experience rather than something that gives you an experience in and of itself. Or maybe the experience that it's giving you is the experience of observing the human experience. Yeah. <laughs> so many experiences around it. I think expression is a great word for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, I did use the word experience a lot. Um, <laughs> but in that somebody observing art, um, and I think you could break this down for, you know, cooking, doing math, playing basketball, like what is art around each of those things. But, um, with, with drawing, with music, really drawing in particular, I think art is something that needs to be exaggerated. Because just like as a cook makes a meal, you eat it and you might think, that's bland. And for anyone out there that, that's like me, like a month ago or six months ago, I didn't know what bland actually meant. No, no joke. Really? <laughs> there are so many simple, common words that people use that it's like, you're not going to just know what these things mean. A lot of the times it's Without inferred. learning it. Yeah, you just assume what they mean. And, you know, I looked it up. It was easy. Bland is flavorlessness. Like if you eat food and it tastes like maybe you ate a rice cake, there's not much to that for your tongue. The relationship between bland food and this magical thing called salt, you add salt <laughs> to food and it, and it brings out flavors that are already there. That's magic. Yeah. I love that. But also salt has its own flavor. You don't want to add too much. That's the art of cooking. You don't want to add too much or else you just make something that tastes salty because it does have a flavor. With photos, could you look at a photo then and say that photo is bland and know what that statement means because the food you ate was bland, the photo you look at is bland. I don't know what that would mean. Maybe the photo is, is capturing a subject that's not that great, but I think what it really means is that you know, maybe there's no contrast. If you're a good photographer, you know, you really, you really want to have shadows mm -hmm. in there as well as highlights. It's not always just about color. And I think a bland photo would be flat, would be plain, would be boring. I even think probably could... wouldn't have much depth to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I even think this could go as far as like a soccer player kicking a soccer ball. You could watch him kick it and you could say, that was bland. <laughs> there was really. zero passion in that kick. Yeah, like a public speaker. Like if he comes in there with passion and energy and, and he just comes in there with heat like, like an like, athlete. If it looks like they're excited to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you are allowing yourself, I guess, to feel moved, you have a better chance at moving others. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm totally bunny trailing, but I think that this is such a big point of why art needs to be exaggerated. Mm -hmm. No matter what art form you're doing from cooking to being an athlete to painting, as you become more exaggerated, your chance to express a human experience, because um, someone else isn't really experiencing kicking the ball for themselves, mm -hmm. you know, um, or speaking on stage for themselves. But the more you exaggerate, the better you do at expressing that human experience for other people to have an experience and feel something. So it sounds kind of weighty, not in a bad way, but in a really cool and good way to word it that way. But Cool with, like blue? 
cool like cool blue, like whip. cool like you you at the beginning of this episode when you thought you there was a chance that you were a genius you know <laughs> oh i see sorry to bring that back <laughs> uh but with all that said do you do you think that means that everything you create as an artist has to have a purpose that's a good question no I think there's different kinds of people, actually. Let's, let's get this clear. Not every artist is equal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's art for purpose, and I think there's art for pleasure. But before okay. I break that down, I already know there are examples in music, right, where maybe a musician made art for pleasure. I'll break it down. Art for pleasure would be more like, I'm doing this for I, for me. Because I need it for some reason. In my human experience, in my life, I need to do art for me. Art for purpose. Meaning they don't really care if other people like it? Well, I don't even think that comes into it yet. Okay. You know, It's not all these thoughts of, of whatnot. It's, it's kind of saying there are a lot of people that are artists, right? And if you make art, even if it's just for you, just because you need it, maybe it's like therapy. You are an artist now because you took part in making art. That's another definition, I guess, of being an artist. Um, Art for pleasure isn't making art for others. Because I don't think this is a conversation of making art for me versus making art for others. I think art for purpose is closer to making art for ourselves. Like all people everywhere for the good of humanity. Yeah. Like there's an actual somewhat of a movement behind it. I mean, when I listen to a sculptor, you know, talk about like Michelangelo doing David Mm -hmm. do his art back in the day when he did it. I mean, it is that just him doing art for himself or is he trying to make a statement? Does his art say something? You know, and and maybe your art isn't worth very much if it doesn't say anything. But back to the music thing, I recognize that if you're making music and you make it for pleasure, you make it for yourself, and it gets out there into the world, other people might then relate with what you did for yourself. And then it becomes, oddly, it seems like it's art for purpose. Yeah, for so sure. it's not like there's a hard line with any of this when it comes to art. It's it's like one thing could be another thing, you know. You could do art for purpose. It doesn't mean you're good. It doesn't mean you're more excellent. Um, though I, if I had to choose one, would much rather be somebody that makes art for purpose. I'm still trying to learn what that looks like, and uh, I feel most like an artist when it comes into the excellence aspect. Mm-hmm of it all yeah i think going back to the part about even if an artist creates something without it being for other people you know it's just the thing that they have to make for themselves right Uh, even art that's created without an explicit explicit purpose for others in mind i think it's often imbued with a purpose like a song that was written for literally no reason other than to be a song, may still strike someone in a way that the artist never intended. Um, and that's kind of what you were talking about. And so like the the song 
then has a purpose that originally wasn't there. Um, as if kind of, it's not entirely up to the artist, what the purpose is. Um, you know, the artist can try and they can, uh, do their best to instill the purpose that they want in their art. But to a degree, it's not even entirely up to them. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of art having subjectivity. Meaning you can't control how other people react to it. Yeah, or are going to receive it. Exactly. Um, you know, if art has no connection with the person taking it in, then it has no meaning. But just for that person specifically, someone else might make that connection and then it becomes their most emotional song ever for whatever reason. Um, and so, like, that for me, that kind of brought up the question, though, of then why does some art tend to make more connections with the people who take it in? Um, if everything's subjective, then why does why do some pieces of art just rise above the ranks? Um, and to go back to what we talked about earlier with some of the other other stuff, um, I think that's another place where it comes back to truth. Um, and so, even though art is subjective, um, like I said before, I think ideally the most powerful art uh, is based on truth and. The deeper that truth, the more universal it is, the deeper connection, and the more people will see that and relate with it and think, I've felt that before. And so, like, in this aspect, like, comedians are special because they get to be kind of unfiltered truth-tellers in an ideal world, at least. Um, You know, there's something to be said for anti-jokes that have zero meaning and are purely funny just because they betray your expectations, but... Uh, usually I think a lot of times like the funniest jokes are the ones that at least have some basis in truth. You know, the classic line, like it's true because it's funny or no, God, I keep doing that. It's funny because it's true. Right. Um, it kind of like sums it up. And so like an artist create, an artist can create with purpose in mind and can like drastically increase the chances that it's going to resonate with more people. Um, but if there's no purpose originally given, that isn't to say that it can't have one still. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bow. Well, so we both have doing art for yourself, doing art for purpose and it being very subjective. Um, but is being an artist a job? <laughs> What does that look like if being an artist is a job? It It's funny answering this way because, you know, that sentence seems loaded to have a negative connotation. Wow. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like a job is it's bad. Like, oh, it's a job. It feels like a job. And it certainly can be. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, some artists may see it as their duty to create Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do you think that there are a lot of people out there that love their nine to five? No. You don't? Well, okay. That uh, was a quick answer, by so the way. So the, you worded <laughs> it differently than I thought you were. <laughs> I think there are plenty of people who love or like or even love it. Um, I think there are a lot of people that dislike. Um, but like maybe not 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more like 80-20. 
what would, kind of numbers I'd are we be, working with I'd here? be pulling random numbers out of my butt. I guess. Well, that <laughs> Let, is a dirty say, place to be pulling. Let's them. say 7327. I think the math is Good right answer. There. I'm good with that. We can move on. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I, even an artist who feels like creating is their job, um, you know, I think there's no shortage of powerful work that's been born from somebody simply doing their job. And even inspiration, which is typically not associated with something that feels like a job, quote unquote, um, it's a vastly important piece of creating. And whenever it strikes, like it has to be capitalized on, like trying not to let inspiration go to waste. Um, and there's the thing that we've talked about a bunch that's, you know, inspiration uh, comes to those who are working, basically. You know, not not always that I feel like every time I quote that I worry it differently. Um, but it's essentially, you know, that message of, you know, putting yourself in a position to be inspired and then to take advantage of that inspiration. Um, and so I like trying not to let it go to waste. You know, when I watch like an incredible movie or TV show, like we just watched Soul. Um, oh, man. Good movie. <laughs> is everything that I wanted in a movie. And so I try not to just move on to the next one or, or turn it off and forget about it. Um, I try to like lean into what it is saying and really feel the impact that it's had on me. Um, so that it's not, uh, you know, it, it's not just moving on from that feeling of inspiration, but it's actually taking a minute to dwell and say like, what's, what can I actually do with what this movie has blessed me with? Um, mm. so there's that, but, you know, art also doesn't have to be a job, you know, not everyone who has something to say, uh, or who enjoys an art form has to treat it that way. Um, it doesn't make what they do less meaningful. It's just, I think mainly two different ways of going about it. Yeah. First of all, I really feel I have a lot of respect for people that are able to do a nine to five and reach a place where they like what they do. My understanding of that is that it's a lot of mentality and for people that are, you know, positive about what they do and actually like what they do. I think that there's a lot of strong mentality in that, that is good. But I am also a huge advocate for not continuing in your nine to five if you hate it. Cause yeah. I'm like, don't torture yourself for a decade can and will leave, you know, if you just yeah. hate your job and, but don't do anything about it. Um, but with, with art being a job, I mean, I'm not fully here yet, but I have a desire to make art kind of this passionate thing or being an artist, make that like this passionate thing where I, I kind of take part in the world's affairs or the affairs of other individuals with my art. My art has something to say and has some meaning that I hope someone else can unravel. And again, when I look at sculptors that have made all of these monuments for governments and stuff like the stories and the the meaning and the purpose behind those are those are next level artists that are really taking part in in the world's affairs i mean think about making a piece of art that signifies bringing two governments together mm -hmm. and and you're one guy and that was your doing that's awesome. Um, but everyone that wants to be an artist, you know, you find out, are you doing it for you or are you doing it for some high or whatever? 
Um, not all artists are the same, but, and again, I'm not fully here yet, but I think being an artist is like a heavy title that could be with a huge calling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in that sense, I think it is a job, you know, you're working all the time from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you're observing yeah, and you are a transducer of sorts. Well, I'll say a converter. Okay. okay. You're that's simpler and is a more accurate word because transducer literally has to do with turning things into electrical. Then learning about currents. <laughs> right. So your job is to convert your observations into something that can be experienced by others. Yeah. An expression good. of the human experience for other people. I think of that as a job. I think of that as something that to that level, again, for the famous sculptors out there, I don't think you do that if you're sitting back and you're like, you know, I'm a guy that does art when I feel inspired. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more like of a mantle that needs to be taken up. You are working your brain. Yeah. You know, because you're striving for something more than yourself. Again, I don't fully know what all this means for me, but <laughs> um, for me, I would like art to be a job. Yeah. Feel that. It's a bit intense. I, I bet there, there's there, a good there are probably of people. a lot of people that would see that would kind of feel frustrated by that. Well, answer. if you do art for yourself, probably most of what I'm saying, people would be like, "That just sounds stressful it's or dreadful, whatever." Yeah. But you know, unlike certain people, which more power to them. But I I believe in purpose. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, it's this underlying current of life that's just powerful and meaningful and purposeful so does that give that would seem to be a no to this question but if we Hmm. come at it from different angles would that give any sort of opportunity for everyone to be an artist in some way shape or form you know i asked my dad earlier today i was like random question are you an artist or have you ever thought of yourself (laughs) as an artist which your dad is like a car sales guy well but. he's not a car sales guy because everyone in the world hates car sales guys right he, sorry uh, all the car sales guys. <laughs> but he um no he has been in sales for a long time helping people uh, he basically sells money mm. um and he his initial answer was no okay and then i'm like okay but wait a minute you know because i'm I've got all this stuff in my brain preparing for this episode about what is an artist. And I've been asking myself that more than most people probably do in a lifetime. (laughs) And, uh, he said, you know what? Yes. When I did basketball in high school and I was like, I cannot believe he picked (laughs) up on that without really having ever talked to him about this stuff. So when he was a basketball player in high school, he said it was an art to, practice you're practicing an art your movements are an art um you put on a show with your team you know um because the crowd is also this given exchange and i said what about your sales would you say that's an art he he kind of shot that down he was like well most people would actually think of that as just a you know a um a skill set okay i was gonna ask science no he said a skill set and i'm like but you're naturally good at sales but wouldn't you think of like the way that you answer the phone as an art and the way that you give everyone a nickname and that personable, the you know, way you make people relate to you. 
isn't that an art? And he yeah. thought about it for a second. He went, okay, yeah. And okay. I don't know if it was just a fun exercise. If he was just or, being like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think to a degree, maybe everyone is an artist in the sense that they're able to be excellent at something um, or hone their craft. But in another sense, even with that, I don't know. I feel like there's some people out there that just aren't <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a group of people I'm not thinking of that really just don't do anything with with artistry or <laughs> artfulness or excellence. Yeah. And um, I just don't know. Um, I, I haven't really met anybody like that. Everyone that I've met to some degree has this little spark of art in them. Yeah. Yeah. Considering art is such a broad, you know, thing. Yeah, I think so. I I think to go off of that, it's kind of like everyone is a potential artist. Way to go. You spill water on yourself. Uh, Thank you for, for bringing that up. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to call it out. <laughs> it's uh, everywhere. For anybody who didn't see it. Okay. Um, and so everyone is a potential artist. You know, maybe not every activity has the potential to be art, but everyone is able to have art in their lives or to create in their lives. And so, you know, you can have like some obvious answers like the painter and the musician and whatever, but then you have, you brought up chefs earlier. Um, if art is the message and an artist is the messenger, the, a chef who sparks joy, like my, my brother's a chef. And when I asked him why he likes cooking, the answer he gave me is, or one of the answers he gave me is that when he brings somebody like a really good meal or like a, a family or friends and they all bite into it for the first time and you just see that look of like, he's just waiting. Oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> and it's just, you know, the joy that he sparked for them. Uh, right. That in and of itself is kind of like, a message of the, you know, whether you want to call it like unifying or uh, just kind of like ability to bring joy to a group of people that are gathered around a table. That's art. Yeah. Yeah. And actually totally different here, but how is a con artist? artist? (laughs) Because a con artist isn't, and I've actually spent some time thinking of this in the past because I wrote that song confidence, man. Right. Like, is a, is a con artist giving anyone an experience? Not really. But that's, that's another example. Well, it's that giving I, them an experience, I guess, just not a positive <laughs> one. <laughs> well, because they're being tricked, you know, maybe they're just completely unaware of um, yeah. an experience of lies. It, you know? it's, it's like a, a thriller that has a big plot twist at the end. <laughs> I never saw right. that coming. Wow, this guy's really nice. Wow, and he just keeps touching my wrists. Wait, wait, where'd my watch go? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, well, I think that a con man and a con artist was this point in my research for this <laughs> where I was like, that is another definition of artist right there that I actually mentioned before, but it's just the becoming excellent at something. The difference between a con man and a con artist you can lie to people, you can try to trick people, but like to the degree that you are calculated and all of that, um, there's there's such a uh, a line in the sand between amateurs, you know, con men, 
and just professionals, right. con artist here with that. But if the answer to this question is everyone an artist is yes, which I'm not sure it is. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be as simple as a yes or a no. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say we're all spectators. If there are two sides mm, to this coin, that's a, that's a good we're distinction all, to make. We're all spectators. We all, you know, breathe in. Mm-hmm. And I guess we all breathe out at the same time. If, if these are tied like that. Yeah. Uh, we, we breathe like we breathe in what's being created. Oh, things that inspire us, things, whatever it is, whatever it is that inspires us. And then we breathe out. That's creating. Yeah. You know, things that fill us up with, um, new things to think about, I so guess. Maybe some people Fuel. create with intentionality and other people create passively. Yeah. If we're not all artists and there are certain people that are just spectators, right? I could almost dive into that trying to think how important of a role is that, you know, cause yeah. they might be just as important, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah. That could be another, another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one other question here. Yeah. Do artists matter? <laughs> this was an interesting question. Well, actually, it's why do artists matter? Right. I was misreading. The things. why do artists matter implies that they do. Implies that they do, yeah. And I would say the artists matter because people matter and our experiences matter. And we don't inherently understand the world or the experiences we have in it. And we don't inherently just understand ourselves, I think. People will be like... I wouldn't say that I know myself or, you know, whatever it may be. People were like, like we're, I, I think that we're constantly on a journey of learning about ourselves and learning about the world around us and the people around us. Yeah. And art gives us a way of making sense of it all without ever really giving a finite answer. And so maybe more than anything, it communicates a feeling, you know, it's, it serves as a jumping off point for where to look for answers and you know art that that, i think that's why like art that gives a straightaway answer is the stuff that kind of feels what people would describe as preachy or feels like it was made for children um made to to teach um because maybe we don't actually want the answers we just want to know you know like we're that we're not alone in what we're experiencing and in learning that we have an, an ability to navigate it, at least. Imagine a television program that is designed to teach adults, but but it is designed like it's teaching children, you know, like Mr. Rogers for adults. Right. Sometimes I think that adults could actually use that quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of us never learn certain things. Or maybe even we never learn how to learn learn how to teach ourselves or what the word bland means and we need to go right back to the very base of all of this and build up from there with somebody that is humble enough to teach those simple things to adults yeah i love i love teachers and i love children's programs yeah dude they're so good well you see and i'm an adult now and i like watching them Mm -hmm. and uh i run into people sometimes that they look at that with this like sort of pride. Like, they're okay. like, they're like, what? You're watching that? And I'm like, 
Oh, oh, the bad kind of pride. That's oh like, yeah, the bad kind. That's okay. that's that's just like so I can't believe you 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 actually find value in right because yes, there is good pride and bad pride, and theirs would have been the, the bad, bad kind. Pride. <laughs> I'm like, don't freaking you know judge me for watching children's programs. This stuff's great. Yeah, well, that's you know not all children's programs feel the preachy teachy stuff and the, i'm not watching door the explorer right you know, right so. the, like the the good stuff is the stuff that you know like like a pixar film or yes uh or a ghibli movie or whatever that is able to communicate universal truth in ways that can bring value to people who are little tots and people who are big tots mm-hmm. and we're all just on the potato spectrum somewhere yeah. yeah i'm striving towards that perfect crisp of a french fry yeah but that's a great example that is more relatable to what i was saying is those animated movie companies mm-hmm. disney and whatnot you know i've actually heard adults say that they don't like those because they're for kids and that and they, just, they just missed it that just makes me go crazy yeah um <laughs> but yeah, that was a good conversation. That was good questions. I like those. An exploration of you know, what an artist actually is. Yeah, I'll uh, see you next week. That was what is an artist. Thank you for listening. And before this comes to a close, I want to say we have songs on Spotify. And while we're still learning how to produce ourselves more professionally, we're really excited about those songs that we have up, and really excited about what we're going to be putting out soon. Also, go look Spondiferous up on TikTok and Instagram. We post pretty frequently on those platforms. And if you haven't already, check us out on YouTube where we do this podcast as a video podcast, as well as many other videos we've been putting out. Videos galore. Hope to see you there.